How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 35 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. You know, I did an episode about red pill, blue pill. And I was halfway embarrassed about it. Because everybody's using that metaphor. And it got me thinking, got me down this line of thought about embarrassment in general. And how, you know, I've done things or said things in my past, you know, that have, that have embarrassed the hell out of me. I think we all have, you know, specific memories from our childhood that were particularly embarrassing. You know, I think of a time when I was riding my bicycle, right? And I, I had just learned how to ride with no hands and, and I saw a pretty girl who lived down the street from me. And, uh, of course I thought I'd show off, you know, and ride my bike by without using my hands on the handlebar. And, and she, she didn't care one way or the other, I'm sure. But the funny part was I, I just got past her and I, I completely lose my balance and wipe out and just scrape the hell out of my knee, you know, and ended up <laughs> pushing the bike home, crying and went inside and, you know, I had my mom give me a Band-Aid and this and that, but I uh, might have been 10 years old trying to impre- impress the girl next door, but it's so embarrassing, right? And, you know, that was nothing compared to the time when I when I passed out in sex ed in front of every one of the guys in my class. And, you know, embarrassment, that runs deep, right? You stand up in the middle of sex ed and say you don't feel well, and next thing you know, you're you're in the nurse's office, and you know that's that's a story you never get to live down your entire life. So you learn you learn to deal with embarrassment. You know, even in a world where people don't make fun of each other, we still will feel embarrassed. And how you really just don't have any choice but to be embarrassed and to just move on with it. You know, if you've truly done something embarrassing, but the truth is we often do things that we don't have a real need to be embarrassed about, yet we are anyways. Are you following me? You know, and then again, we, we, we have this capacity to feel embarrassed, I believe, for a very important reason. It's a way to learn. It's a way to learn right from wrong. Because if you're embarrassed, it's probably be, you know, it's because people don't like the way you behaved. And you know it. That's a very important thing. That's a, that's a survival mechanism. That's what keeps us from, 
from being total jackasses. And I think in many ways we've we've reached a level of collective embarrassment and nobody's really labeled it as such but you know I think we're all embarrassed right now about about the way things are and this might be for various reasons and we might be embarrassed for our country or we might be embarrassed for our neighbors or we might be embarrassed for ourselves it doesn't really matter i think a lot of this embarrassment is imposed embarrassment and is not truly justified i think me personally right like i've felt embarrassed about the way I've been so outspoken because at times it's almost been like I I can't even help myself I'll just say things and I I can tell that some people don't like the way it sounds or the tone that I used or this or that but but that embarrassment that I felt I was always able to sort of keep in check in that it's like okay data received some people didn't like that but I still believed in what I was saying so I, I wouldn't allow myself to get too embarrassed it's kind of like with this podcast I'm not sure if I could do this if I couldn't handle a certain level of embarrassment right now in some ways I think people are embarrassed about the actions of others right which is truthfully not not any business of our own but that is still an instinct within us to to sort of be sympathetically embarrassed for somebody you know and and I think this goes very deep into what we're going through right now is we've all seen each other say and do things that are totally worthy of feeling embarrassed about whether that be rioting whether that be our leaders blatantly lying whether that be us you know bickering about nonsense you know it all feels so important but when we look back in hindsight it's like man I'm kind of embarrassed that all that all feels like it was a little bit trivial at this point or you know fill in the blank right the point is I think as a society we've felt a lot of embarrassment and our first instinct is to sort of just sweep it under the rug and move on which I believe is why we're not really discussing the riots last you know from last summer except you know you hear some mouthpieces refer to it as you know total total you know they refer to it in completely negative terms but the truth is there was there was good there too you know i'm not embarrassed to say that i was a witness to those riots you know i i would have been embarrassed had i done any rioting myself you know i was hanging out with the bikers you know, the bikers were kind of all there out of 
maybe a dark sense of curiosity mixed with a sense of sense of perhaps a, a desire to provide security you know there was a noble thing there to to many of the folks who simply wanted to to be a non-aggressor now take that for what it is but i met a lot of really cool people during that span of a couple weeks and it really that period of time affected me in many ways and any any of my close friends or family can attest to the fact that i i made it very public you know my experience i i posted a lot of live videos kind of documenting the riots and then my feelings thereafter and i'm not ashamed i'm not embarrassed although at times i have felt a twinge of that embarrassment because I took it to an extreme and I put myself out there and I was very raw and vulnerable just like I am with this podcast you know and it's it, it reminds me a bit of what 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 Eva talked about on the last episode where she talked about how playfulness is kind of equal parts vulnerability and assertiveness you know, I like that. I like that idea that vulnerability and assertiveness are are inextricably connected, and that in order to find that perfect level of play, you need a little bit of both. Because if you're too assertive, you're a bully, and if you're too, you know, vulnerable, you're the one being bullied. You know, it's a delicate act kids playing together they have to be able to say that was too hard you know or you know they have to learn how to how to play nice but but not too nice right <laughs> and i think it all all of this together i hope i'm not losing you i'm i'm trying to talk to to the idea of where do we go from here right you know, hypothetically, we've all taken the choice at this point of the red pill or the blue pill. And I think if you're listening to this 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 podcast here, my commentary, you've probably taken the red pill. You're probably awake. Now, like I said, we overuse these metaphors, but you know, a lot of folks have not heard the white pill, black pill thing, which I think is also a useful metaphor. Even if you think at this point it's overplayed, you know, the idea is maybe after you've taken that red pill, right? Now you're awake, but what do you do about it? You can either take the black pill, which is nihilism, apathy, anger, you know, sort of giving up. You know, not to say that anger can't be used by by those who take the white pill, but I think the, the, the image of the black pill is that after you've awakened to the state of affairs, the truth beneath the surface, right? Once you see through the veil, you can go nihilistic very easily. That's kind of the easy way out, even though it's no way out. It's just... 
it's just a means of dealing with it it's a it's a mode of of tolerating an existence that you just kind of don't want to be a part of but instead of taking that black pill the white pill is that is that that choice to make something to do something to be something to go for a goal to be a part of the solution you know you can now see that there's problems all around you and instead of letting yourself become overwhelmed and eventually spiraling into a state of nihilism you need to pick up some kind of torch and say this is what i this is what i'm going to do this is what i'm going to be this is this is this is my goal this is my mission you know cuz honestly i don't see any other option how do we go back to just sitting on the on the couch watching television you know our world is really upside down and inside out and we're we're looking at this this modern existence and just something has to be done y'all you know i believe that there's there's a lot of wisdom in returning to the land and to each other in a nutshell, right? That's what permaculture is all about. You know, earth care, people care, fair share. Those are the ethics of permaculture. And people misinterpret fair share for communism. No, see, it's only fair if we've all done our part. And if we all exchange our, our goods and services voluntarily, you know, charity is always going to be something that needs to be done. So I don't mean to say that fair share is to exclude those who cannot do, you know, but we have to take care of each other and, and ourselves. You know, we need to take care of the me before we can take care of the we. And if you put that responsibility into the hands of your government, I think that's a lazy way of doing it. I think that's opting to, to really just... You're, you're, you're abdicating your responsibility. And if we take that white pill, it's about taking responsibility for ourselves, for our communities, for our mission, you know, which should be to help one another in some way. But we, we can all choose our own way of doing that. You know, it's been, it's been a, a couple of weeks for me of sort of nihilism. You know, if you didn't notice, I, I put out a few interviews and then I kind of took a, took a break, took a week to just kind of like, I don't know, maybe mourn the passing of, of what used to be because I cannot help but recognize the seriousness, the seriousness at hand. You know, I believe this, this, this is a fork in the road. 
And I don't really care which fork you choose. You can go left, you can go right, you can stay down the middle, you can take a wonky path off to the side, and you know, I don't give a shit. What I don't want to happen is somebody standing there at the fork of the road, basically checking your papers to make sure you're allowed to go that way. You catch my drift. You know, I think these passports are the, the issue of our time, which is why I keep coming back to them. And you might say, what the fuck is the theme of this episode? What is this easy peasy podcast? What is this guy even talking about? I know I'm speaking in generalities, but I'm making a case. I'm making a case for not getting depressed. And maybe it's a case I'm trying to make to myself. Because it's easy to look around and just be depressed. But there's too much to too much to do, too much to get done, too much possibility, frankly, too much money to be made to get depressed about it. You know, I think momentum is everything. And I'm I'm choosing the white pill as a means of maintaining my momentum. You know, I'm not taking any literal pill, FYI. But frankly, for the first time, I'm opening up to the idea of maybe seeing a therapist. Because I want to keep the momentum. And I think it's okay to admit that things can get overwhelming. You know, and, and I've always been so hesitant about psychiatry. But frankly, I think we've... We've reached a point where mental health is probably the primary thing we should be concerned about for ourselves. Because the truth is the entire world, the environment around us is less and less suited for a healthy mind. You know, we, I believe we are inducing states of, of ADHD and ADD and, and anxiety and depression and mania and all these things. I think we are, we are exacerbating them, which is why the easy peasy podcast is about, about slowing down. You know, and thinking through these issues to some extent, making sense of the world around us, but only, only for the sake of living a more beautiful existence, you know, only for the sake of improving ourselves and our communities. You know, it's why I don't go into the minutia much. It's why I'm not talking about, you know, any specific people or specific topics I talk about I talk about what concerns me which is the loss of personal responsibility and personal freedom you know and I believe in these these core ideals the minutia is just that and I I, I highly you know I highly recommend that you 
keep your eyes open but i make the mistake often of just just letting too much of that information and that stimulation come in when i know better when i know i should just put that phone down and quit watching quit listening quit hearing about the wrong things out in the world the bad things quit quit worrying about it all the time because because the the headlines really aren't they're not changing much so it's time to refocus i want to i want to buy some property that doesn't happen by itself you know and i want to build this podcast and that doesn't happen if i'm just absorbing information at a at an undigestible rate I give myself time occasionally to slow it down and to and to process. I go through these ebbs and throws, ebbs and flows, where I'm just I'm like a I'm like a steamroller when it comes to work, slow and steady, and I get it done, and I'm just going, going, and going for months getting it done but then at times I just have to hit the pause button and digest and think and be alone so I hope this one didn't feel like a whole bunch of nonsense you know I guess I'm appealing to your your overstimulated brain you know I don't want this podcast to be like every other podcast that's just trying to trying to convince you of something you're probably already convinced of you know instead I'm just trying to be encouraging and tell you that that white pill like you know it's not going to it's not going to get swallowed overnight. You got to you got to build up some steam. You got to get some momentum. You got to find a goal. You got to find a project. You know, for me those projects are are planning and building gardens for my clients. As well as this podcast. I view each episode as a small project. You know, it might sound like like stream of consciousness that's partly because I believe that's my style but it's it's a stream that's been developed over over some time with some thought and I don't want it to be aimless I don't want it to be redundant I don't want it to be annoying I want it to be interesting and I find that when I can get into the get into the stream of consciousness I believe that's when I'm the most interesting. So, I refuse to be embarrassed, y'all. You know, I think from now on I'm going to I'm going to make a conscious effort to recognize that feeling of embarrassment and recognize whether or not it is justified. Cuz if it is justified, I should probably apologize for what I've done to feel embarrassed. 
But if it is simply an embarrassment that is felt because of social pressure or, I mean, that's all embarrassment is, but, you know, if it's an embarrassment that is, that is sort of unwarranted or unfair and people are trying to make you feel embarrassed when you have no reason to be, you know, developing a bit of a thick skin for that kind of thing and being able to tell the difference. It's important, you know. I think more people would do more amazing work if they were less fearful of becoming embarrassed, right? The fear of failure, I think, has more to do with a sense of embarrassment than it does with actually, you know, the, the consequences of failing. We don't want to look like a failure. You know, it's more that than it is that we don't want to fail. So I dare you to just, to not be afraid, you know, to, to, to take something on knowing that it might work and it might not work and that people are going to know one way or the other, you know, don't be embarrassed if you fail because at least you tried, at least you tried. Alright y'all, that's all I got. It's not my best episode, but it's not my worst, you know? And I ain't embarrassed. I wanna I wanna start providing reliable content. I wanna start, you know, building this thing up. So I'll ask for your help in doing so. If you've liked this show, I'll ask that you, you know, follow me on iTunes or on Spotify. You know, rate the show, leave me a review. I would really appreciate it. Um, you know, and if you're if you're not afraid to be a little embarrassed, you might even ask a friend to listen to an episode. That would be amazing. So, anyways, y'all, I will talk to you soon. This has been Mike the Polymath with the Easy Peasy Podcast. Come back again.